This episode is brought to you by the Lash Boss newsletter. If you would like to receive a monthly newsletter from me, written by me, not AI, never sponsored, no ads included, um, and no spam too. Like it's really just once a month that I send something out. It includes upcoming lash events, lash tips and trends, artists to watch, ones that are up and coming and that I have been finding valuable and even books that I'm reading at the moment that are helping me run my business. Then subscribe to Lash Boss Newsletter. Like I said, I send it out only once monthly and it's packed with a ton of information that any lash artist would find valuable. You can subscribe at the link in the show notes or on my Instagram or on lashbossradio.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today I am joined by Brandy Fulton, Brandy the Beauty Accountant, and we're going to talk about all of the missing things that you guys might be doing in your business um, and how Brandy could possibly help you, especially going into 2024. Welcome to the show, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, this is a first for me. We've never had an accountant on the show. Um, I feel like this is kind of a subject that us in this industry just shy away from and like hope we're doing it correctly. So I'm actually really <laughs> excited. Um, just to start, can I can I first ask like what got you into um, accounting and like why are you specializing in, you know, the beauty industry? Yeah, so what really got me into accounting um, was that um, my mom is a single mother of four. So like my mom's a nurse. She was always struggling to like pay bills and like get us to do extra um, activities. Um, so like I always saw, even when I was younger, I'm like, my mom's always working. Like there's a disconnect. Like why aren't we like living a little bit better life or like why, you know, are we able to, to travel? Um, so I always said I want to do do something in like the finance field. I didn't know exactly what it was. And then when I went to uh, high school, there was like a program in high school called F F FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. And they like kind of gave you uh, insight on like the whole business aspect, marketing, accounting, um, management. So like we were going to like different schools and do those type of little pop-up shows and things. So I was like, okay, text and accounting seems interested. I'm still a high school student. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I want to do. Um, but then when I went to college, I volunteered for the VITA program, which is a um, text preps program for people in low income areas to prepare their taxes for free for them. Um, so as I was doing it, I also saw there was a disconnect between like people really understanding where a tax refund is and like, you know, why they're getting this refund or why they owe money to the IRS. Um, so that I was like, all right, this is kind of my area because it kind of ties back to like, you know, when I was earlier, you know, when my mom wasn't making, you know, as much money, I was like, all right, there's always like a disconnect in the accounting feel like what can I do to like help educate our people because even though they get in the taxes prepared for free a lot of people thought like that was free money from the IRS so I was like all right let me let me do this and then of course broke college student I learned how to do taxes that was like my hustle in college I was like charging everybody 50 bucks um preparing taxes on campus um but I also learned that when you're a college student, you can get like a credit for education credit. So I was like the go-to girl on campus for those four years. And it really just was more than just like, all right, preparing. It was like the education part behind it. 
So cool. Is there a reason why you um, lean to beauty professionals now? Yeah. So my husband's a barber. Um, so uh, we tried to buy a house in uh, 2017. He, he's been a barber since we met um, back in 2011. But um, we tried to buy a house. You know, I was working in corporate doing my business on the side and he was a full time entrepreneur. And they're like, OK, you got your W-2s, you're approved. Um, where's your husband's tax returns? Where's his financial statements? And I'm like, uh here's his cash in the bank. Like we don't have anything. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just a disconnect. So even though I was working in corporate, I wasn't doing like corporate taxes. It was more like just financial planning. Um, so I was like, dang, my, I'm, I'm an accountant. My husband's an entrepreneur and like his books aren't even up to date. So like, how can I help him out? And just going through the process with him getting, you know, cleaned up. How can he get approved for the mortgage? Um, you know, creating financial statements. I was like, if my husband's going through this, how many other beauty professionals are going through the same thing? Because just the questions he was asking me, like, I don't know, I don't have invoices. Like people just pay me in cash, but they just cash at me and tell me. And then I just spend the money out. I'm like, how many other people are operating this? You know, the same way. I know he's making money. He's paying the bills, right? But mm -hmm. um, just because the disconnect of like, okay, what you really need to be doing to operate as a legitimate business versus like a hobby, that part was, was what was missing within his business. Yes. I feel like I could probably answer this question for you, but what is the biggest like missing pieces you do feel like you're seeing even today, like in, in our industry when it comes yeah, to- I think yeah, um, I think the biggest part is just like organizing and understanding your finances. Like, we, as you know, like the beauty industry, we make so much money, right? You know, y'all are like special. Y'all know how to do the craft and provide the service. But like the back end part of like organizing your finances, having the proper bank accounts, having the proper credit cards, like all that part is missing. Um, but that's also because of due to the lack of um, education. They don't teach you that in, you know, cosmetology school and lash school. Um you're just like, okay, this is how you provide the services. This is how you do lashes. This is how you do hair. This is how you do, you know, all those things. They don't say, okay, this is how you run a business. It's that outside of providing a service. These are the things you need to get done legally. These are the things you need to get done with your taxes. These are the things you need to do research and development for. So that part was always missing. Um, so definitely just like understanding your finances, because I get so many people um, when it's time to file taxes that are like, okay, I need to find my business taxes. And I'm like, okay, cool. Where's your financial statement? Well, I don't have that, but here's 12 months of bank statements. And I'm like, girl, that is not, <laughs> that's not going to cut it. Like you have to do bookkeeping. I can't do the bookkeeping for you with your tax prep fee. Like you really need to understand it. And then a lot of people are like, all right, you know, I did it. Like, how is this going to affect my taxes? Well, you had $55,000 in profit you're going to get taxed on that. So this is a big IRS bill, state bill, local bill. Um, and again, a lot of people don't understand or connect that part with it. It's like, all right, I'm making the money now. What do I do with it? Put money up for taxes and, you know, everything else that comes with it. Yeah, I think it, you know, I think it starts from they, you know, all of a lot of us start in this industry and we're, um, taking just a couple clients at a time and then it turns into wow we're seeing more clients and now we're busy and now mm -hmm. we have no time for anything else and mm -hmm. it just gets you know pushed back or we realize oh something is wrong whenever it's tax time and we mm -hmm. have already spent the money that we're about to need to owe to the IRS mm -hmm. so um let's say somebody's in that situation right now because I I do want to ask like what somebody should do from day one if they're looking to start their own business but I also want to ask 
What about that person who's in that situation right now? Who's like, okay, my, I don't have a financial statement. I have, I don't know where I am financially. What should they do? Um, so the first step they need to do is consult with an accountant. They can be with me or if they're already working with a tax accountant. Um, but nine times out of 10, they should have some type of bookkeeping system in place. Um, unless, unless you're like a new startup business is probably okay to like still do everything manually. But um, once your business starts to grow, taking the time out to like mainly go through bank statements is very time consuming versus getting something like QuickBooks or zero way, you know, to do the bookkeeping for you. Um, I would say definitely um, update your bookkeeping. So if you don't have QuickBooks, sign up for QuickBooks. Um, and what QuickBooks does is you will link all of your bank accounts in credit card statement, um, credit card accounts, all business related, of course, um, link those to QuickBooks and it's going to pull in your transactions for the year. So now all of your tra- transactions for 2023 are in QuickBooks. Now you want to tell QuickBooks, okay, I'll let it probably like a thousand, two thousand transactions, but you have to tell QuickBooks, okay, this transaction is supplies. This is rent. This is my accounting fees. This is income. Like you have to go through and organize it. And when you do that in QuickBooks, it builds this financial statement, your profit and loss statement. And that's what you need for your taxes because a profit and loss statement is going to tell you how much money your business made. And then, you know, depending on your area, if you're doing sales and services, you can break it out and be very specific. And then here's how much money you spent, but in what category. Um, And then at the bottom is something called a net profit or net loss. That's what you're going to want to really be focused on because that's what you're going to get taxed on. So anytime you see a net profit on your financial statement, you're going to get taxed on it. If you see a net loss, that means there's no taxes due because you spent more money than you made. Um, but there's no taxes due at the IRS or state level because you can't pay them on a negative, which is zero dollars. So you want to make sure if you're like today listening to this, your QuickBooks is, I mean, your bookkeeping is not up to date. Go ahead and work on that bookkeeping because I'm telling you, it's going to be very frustrating um, to try to do this like during tax season where your tax accountant is already very busy. She may not be able to get back to you, you know, right away. Um, and if you, you know, try to get somebody to pay for it, which you can do that, like, you know, we have bookkeeping cleanup services, but now it's going to be very expensive for us to do 12 months of bookkeeping, you know, clean up for you versus you trying to go in there and clean it up. And which is why I advise people to try to keep up with it on a monthly basis. And a lot of times when you do have somebody else like that's starting on your um, books and doing your bookkeeping for you, they already have to ask you those questions of like, hey, what was this transaction? So it's easier mm-hmm. almost for you to just sign up for QuickBooks and do it anyways, because because you're able to say, yep, this is what this was for, because you're already going to yeah. have to do that. Um, yeah. And it's also nice because you can log in at any time and kind of see where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. So I do want to ask about um, just classifying yourself. Um, a lot of us here, we have like LLCs or something. Mm-hmm. But then at a certain point, there's a there's a turning point when we should possibly think about switching it to something like an S-Corp or S-corp. something. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that? Yeah. So um, most businesses will start out as an LLC. So LLC is just the type of business that you have. um, And that's how you're going to get taxed. When you move up from an LLC to an S-Corp, your business is still an LLC, but you're taxed at at S-Corp level. And what that just means is now that you're making a specific amount of money, um, here's how you can save on income taxes by moving up to an S-Corp. But um, a lot of people always forget about the fine print at the bottom. Like S-Corps really do help you save on income taxes, but there's a lot of like maintenance. So at this point, when you're an S-Corp, 
me personally, I don't recommend it for my beauty clients until we see about like 65, 70K profit. Um, and the reason being is that now that you're moving up to an escort, for one, you're going to need a monthly bookkeeper. So you, you shouldn't be doing your own bookkeeping because now instead of creating a profit and loss statement, you also have to keep up with your balance sheet, which is another financial statement that has to be reported on your taxes. And at that point is more so you understanding accounting than you trying to like just categorize stuff to create it, you know, a financial statement. Um, and then a lot of things, a lot of points that people always miss too, is that you have to put yourself on payroll. Uh, and not just like, okay, I'm just going to pay myself $5,000 for the year just to say I'm going to pay payroll. It's like you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary. And with payroll comes a monthly payroll fee, payroll taxes, state income taxes, unemployment insurance, worker compensation insurance. So there's more expenses that comes with being an escort. So yes, you're going to save on the income tax side, but you're also going to be spending more money on the payroll side as well too, because now that you're being taxed as an escort, you have to have that payroll being ran. So just depending on your business, yeah, you may have made $60,000 in profit. And that's why I always just ask people before I suggest it, like, how is your business operating? Do you have like season, you know, seasonality where, you know, the summertime is really booming for you? Um, or is it like year round? Because if you on there making that 60K six months out the year and then the other six months, you're very slow. It may not be best for you to do that because how are you going to pay yourself this salary during the slow months, right? right? Because you have to pay yourself that reasonable amount. So I always just tell people to, before you even think about it, don't listen to social media, consult with your accountant first, because um, it may be something that works for your friend's business, but may not work for your business, just depending on um, the, the structure of your business. So let's say you have a client and you can tell that they're nearing this part where they should switch. You would you would suggest that to them? Yes, I would suggest that to them. Like I had a few clients this year where, um, so I, I, I do tax prep and um, throughout the year we do quarterly tax payments to the IRS and state. And um, there were a few clients when it was like quarter two, quarter three, where their sales just like drastically like increase. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I just told them, hey, you know, it may be the best choice for you to move up to an S Corp. Um, but let's meet. And then I just want to make sure, okay, you know, do you plan on doing the same thing you're doing now? Because some people may have, um, you know, plan on taking off next year, um, maybe moving, maybe relocating. So we want to make sure that like, once you move up to an escort, the goal is not to move back down to like, you have to stay in escort. Um, but yeah, I met with a few people this year and I was just like, Hey, just, you know, based off of your um, taxes, this is how much money you will pay in taxes as a single member LLC. This is how much you'll pay as an escort, but we also need to pay you as an employee. So this is how much you would need to pay yourself. Here's all the expenses that come through it. And then I just let them make that decision um, if they want to go ahead and move forward or not. But yeah, just based off of the um, overall business, I usually do suggest it. And then I let it be the final decision on the business owner. Mm -hmm. um, okay, let's say there's a, there's a lash artist and they're starting to offer training. And so it's kind of they're mm -hmm. opening this other business. Can you talk about that in and how to do that properly. Yeah, so um, there's two ways. Some people usually just operate still under their same LLC where they just have like a DBA. Um, and then, you know, on their financial statement, it'll show, you know, services that they provided and then training, you know, service income, training income. Um, and then I have some people that completely separate it out. Um, where it's just, you know, here's my service business where I'm doing, you know, lashes completely. And then I have my training academy. Um, and the reason people split that out is just for liability purposes. So like, Lord forbid, if something was to happen, if you have everything under one umbrella, and let's just say somebody said like, hey, Shelby, like you damaged my eye with that lash glue and I'm going to sue you for everything you got. If you have the lash business and the training, 
they could come for everything. If you have the lash business just under that one and then the training under the other, um, then it's like, okay, I can only come for, you know, the lash business. So there are reasons that you may want to um, separate it out. And this is why it's also good to have an attorney um, because, you know, they can advise you on, of course, any um, legal aspects that comes with it, any costs associated with it. Um, but just depending on the business, I know some people who just completely separate it out just because they don't want to, you know, have those two things mixed. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about sales tax, franchise tax, um, deadlines for those type of things as well? Because those are also yeah. things that you really can't, can't um, miss. Yeah. So sales tax is... Um, a lot of people always get this confused, especially a lot of my beauty clients. So we'll get something where they're char they're charging customers processing fees for using their credit cards, but they'll put it on Square or Stripe as sales tax. Oh, so no. processing fees and sales tax are two completely different things. If you want to charge a customer 3.5% for using a card, you need to create a separate line item. Please don't put that under sales tax. Um, so sales tax is a tax separate than income taxes that you pay to your state for providing a certain service or product in your state and every state is different. Um, but this is a tax that the consumer pays to you and you hold on to that money and pay it to the state. So Shelby, I'm buying some lashes from you. Um, you know, I pay you however much I need to pay you. You charge me the sales tax. I pay you that money. And then depending on your um, sales tax permit, it'll tell you if you need to pay it monthly or quarterly, you hold on to that money until it's time for you to file your sales tax return. And then when it's time to file your file and then that money that the customer paid to you, you will go ahead and pay that to the state. So this is something completely separate to income taxes. This is not your money that customers are paying you to go towards your income taxes. This is some, something that is um, the state charges for services and goods that are sold within that state. And the franchise tax, that is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that filed, and a lot of times we're exempt from that, but isn't that filed when um, the income tax is, is filed? Yeah, so the franchise tax, not every state has it, and it depends on your state. Like, I know Texas is a big one, too, but usually that's like an annual tax return, and that also depends on your um, industry and the sales that you're provided. But most of my beauty clients I haven't seen had to pay any um any franchise tax. Yeah. Yeah. In our state in Texas, we have to file it and we, we don't have to pay it, but, um, yeah. if you don't file it that you, you know, you get that fee. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, even with the sales tax, like a lot of people often forget for one, you need a sales tax permit. So you can't just go and like start collecting sales tax without having a sales tax permit or certificate, depending on your state, they call it different things. Um, but even if you don't have any sales for that month, so let's just say like, you know, um, it's January, you're going to take the month off. Um, if you if you still um, are required to file sales tax every month, you still need to go in there and tell them, hey, I didn't have any sales for that month. If not, they're going to charge you a penalty and a fee because you're still obligated to file that tax return. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have seen that um, oftentimes where a lot of people didn't have any sales tax to pay, but because they didn't file that return, you know, during that month, they were charged penalties and fees for that. So um, can you talk a little bit about the services that you, the different services you provide, how often you meet with um, a mm -hmm. client for their deadlines and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I offer um, two of my main services are uh, monthly accounting bookkeeping services. So this is for business owners who, you know, are fully dedicated and running their business. They're like, hey, 
I don't have time for the QuickBooks, nor do I want to learn how to do it. Can you handle that for me? You know, we meet, we go over our finances. Um, usually if they have any questions, I want to hire or I plan on expanding, you know, how do we handle that? Um, but it's just, it's a good service to have for one, because you're not trying to handle the accounting part of it. Um, but you're also making sure that we're updated on everything. So most of my clients that I have on a monthly basis, um, we'll meet. You know, I'll do their bookkeeping, but then during our meeting, we'll discuss everything. So, hey, you know, based off of your numbers, you know, your inventory is way higher than, um, you know, we budgeted for. What, you know, what was that about? Or your sales dip, what was that about? And then also, um, here's your net profit. So here's how much you need to put up for taxes because that's what we do on a monthly basis. Um, here's how much you're, you should have paid yourself on this month. Um, and then here's how much we have left over for like a budget or savings. I mean, a profit or savings. Um, so it's good to have that because a lot of people, if you're not used to putting up money for taxes and your business just goes from like being a break even to like being very profitable. And then you come to me to get your taxes prepared and you're like, I owe you, I owe $15,000. How's that possible? I didn't even put any money up. It's like a big shocker. Right. So I always just tell people it's good to put money up on a monthly basis than trying to play catch up at the end of the year. Because if you treat it like how, you know, your W2 job where they just automatically took the taxes out for you, if you treat it that way on a monthly basis, it makes it so much easier. Um, of course, paying taxes, nobody likes paying taxes. I'm an accountant. I hate paying taxes, but um, there's no way around it. So if you're able to, you know, plan for it, put the money up in a separate account for that, it makes your life so much easier. So that's my monthly service I have. And then um, we do tax prep as well. So for income tax season, January through April, we file income taxes for um, clients all over the U.S., um, federal, state and local. And then we do sales tax, you know, sales tax prep um, monthly or quarterly, depending on your state, and then payroll taxes for people who have employees that we need to submit those payroll taxes for. Wow. So you kind of just can take care of all of the needs that somebody might have when it comes to accounting, which yeah. for some people that probably is like a breath of fresh air to know that like you don't have to really do this alone. Um Yeah. So let's say somebody is they have they're they haven't gone off on their own yet. They haven't even started their business yet. I'm mm -hmm. sure that is like a great place like th that you first see someone. Um mm -hmm. talk to me about what that is like for them when they start working for you. What are those first things that they can expect? Yeah, so if somebody's like just first starting out, um usually when people are first starting out before we even like think about monthly services, I always just tell people, you know, just to consult with an accountant because again, the information I can provide you can help you make can avoid many mistakes that you may, you know, make without consulting with me. Um but we want to make sure we have everything set up properly for the foundation. Do you have the proper bank account? A business bank account. You'll be surprised how many people are using their personal account for business, but it happens, right? Um, so making sure we have a business account set up, make sure you have your sales platform set up. Um, you know, yeah, nobody wants to pay the three point whatever percent processing fees, but it makes it so much easier because at the end of the year, when it's time for you to run your sales report, all you got to do is go in there and do it, right? You don't have to try to add up all the deposits that came into your account. Um, making sure you're set up properly. And then also, again, letting you know how taxes are going to affect your business, because I have gotten a lot of people that went from a W-2 job to being a full-time entrepreneur and you're used to getting, you know, a refund. And now that you're a business owner, you're like, okay, well, why am I not getting a refund? I kind of explained that to you, right? A refund is overpayment to the IRS for taxes that you already paid. If you're an entrepreneur and you never paid any taxes to the IRS, we kind of wouldn't expect them to give us a refund on money we never paid them, right? So 
just making sure we have everything set up um, for them and then answering any questions that they may have because a lot of people, you know, come to me and be like, hey, like I'm going to set my business up as an S-Corp. Do you think that's right? From the, jank, from the jump, I don't recommend you starting your business as an S-Corp. Let's see how your business goes. Let's make sure that you're able to keep up with everything within the business. And then let's see six months, 12 months from now, do you need to move to an escort? But um, I think it's just good to be able to get all those financial questions um, answered when you're first starting out. It's like the best time to be able to do it. That way you're running your business properly as you go. And then as you grow, you're like, okay, I can't handle this anymore. I'm going to pass it off to you. You can handle it. Um, and then, you know, we can meet on a monthly basis to be able to do that. So... <laughs> I, I, I've heard of this on um, a Dave Ramsey, Ramsey like clip before. Okay. And he was saying that, and this is for like employees, I would say. Um, he, he always used to say like, you should never expect like a, um, a refund check because you should be trying to really estimate down to the dollar, like what you actually yeah. are going to owe. Um so is this why it's important to have somebody like you on um, a business person's, you know, team basically to mm -hmm. to help them estimate down to the dollar, like what they are going to owe, not so they're like overpaying and expecting the refund at the end? Because isn't that technically not a good thing? Like, shouldn't you try to get as much as you can, keep as much as you can as you go, but also like you were saying set aside what you are going to have to pay. Mm -hmm. Is that like the best place to be? So what what a um, tax refund is, is overpayment, you know, of taxes. So uh, a lot of people get excited, like, you know, I want to have a bigger refund and things like that. Um, you want to make sure that like you're breaking even, especially as a business owner, because if you are getting four or five, seven thousand dollars at tax season, you know, one time, what could you have done with that money throughout the year? So this is why it's important for us to be able to pay our quarterly taxes because I don't like to overpay the IRS. I'm paying them interest, you know, interest-free money that I could have invested that money in something else, used it to hire a new employee. Um, so it, it's important to make sure you're keeping up with your quarterly taxes. Um, so there are some refundable credits. So of course people who have children may go to school um, so those are some credits that you can get a credit for that helps you get a refund back. But again, if your goal is to like, you know, kind of break even or not have to worry about it. I have some business owners that have children. They're like, you know, when we follow your, our quarterly taxes, um, calculate to how much I'm getting for the child tax credit. So that way it reduces how much I owe. But that way I don't have to worry about, you know, getting that refund throughout the year. And now that's $2,000 less that I had to pay for the child tax credit that I would have gotten. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just important to make sure that you're understanding, again, what a refund is and how you could have utilized that money throughout the year. Like every year I want to make sure, I mean, they may be a little bit, you know, over or under that you're getting either paying um, the IRS or getting a refund back. But you want to try to get that as close to zero as possible because again this is money that you are owed this is money that you overpaid the irs um so you never want to get like a big refund of like you know ten thousand dollars because that just means you gave the irs ten thousand dollars extra throughout the year that you could have used you know when your car broke down six months ago or when you, that new piece of equipment you you wasn't able to buy so um, yeah, a lot of people always kind of get that part a little confused with um, understanding what a refund really is. And, and and it's more so on the 
a lot of people, when they do become business owners, they kind of start to understand it. But again, on the W-2 side of like people who, you know, who work jobs and have children, um, they're more the ones that are like fighting for the bigger um, refunds. But I always just tell them too, like, hey, like just take less taxes out of your paycheck because this is money you can use throughout the year versus waiting, you know, to get that money during tax season. And then what do people do with the tax refund anyway? They blow it, right? They don't use it on things that they need. So yeah. um, just trying to educate them on the, on the proper things that they should be doing with that money. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's say a business owner like listening to this or like, oh, I know I need to do this stuff. I know there's so much I need to work on. Do you feel like a lot of people hesitate because they might be embarrassed or um, can mm-hmm. you talk to, can you speak to that person right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, we were in a situation, me and my husband, where he could not get on a mortgage because he didn't have any financial statements. He didn't have any tax returns. We were like hood, hood rich, if we would call it that, because, you know, he's paying the bills, um, but we weren't reporting anything on our taxes. So, you know, once we did, you know, seeing the flow and process of like, okay, this is separating my business from being a hobby versus a business. How can we grow? Because a lot of people, you know, when they're first starting out, it is a hobby. You really enjoy doing it. This is what you want to do. And then it's like, okay, now I have to do it to make money. Now I have to do it to raise my family. Um, Don't feel embarrassed. Like I said, to this day, I still have to tell my husband, hey, Make sure you put that money in that bank account. Make sure you give me those receipts. Like, make sure you're doing X, Y, and Z. Because again, his, his brain doesn't function like that. He's a borrower. So he just making money, making money, keeping the shop open. And I'm on the back end of like, okay, let's make sure we have all our T's crossed and our I's dotted because at the end of the year, it makes it so much easier for us to go file our taxes, be able to go get that mortgage, be able to go get that house, um, you know, that car, that loan, whatever it is. So I just tell people, I always tell people, I'm, this is judge free. I do not judge you. Um, I just want you to be able to learn and grow. Um, working with me, you should be able to grow and understand, you know, how your business finances works. Um, you should not be ashamed for things that you did not know, but you would definitely learn and grow as you're working with me because I'm big on educating. Even people that just come to me for tax prep, I explain to them, hey, this is why you, you know, you have a balance doing here's what you need to implement into your business. So the next year when you come to me, we we're not in the same position. And you know, I always just tell people that. So never feel embarrassed or ashamed. I feel the same way. I'm an accountant, but like, you know, when my lashes aren't done or like when I go to my lawyer and talk about things and I'm not hundred percent sure on what it is, I feel a little embarrassed, but I know this is they're an expert in this, you know. So I know that they probably have seen something 10 times worse than what I'm trying to, you know, talk about or, mm-hmm. or handle. So I just tell people, you know, just, you know, reach out when you're ready. Um, cause it is a very sensitive topic, but, um, this is very, uh, you know, a judge free zone. I don't judge you for not knowing how to do something. Um, as long as you're willing to change, you know, because it, it is uncomfortable making those changes are uncomfortable, but, um, being a business owner is not easy. So it's never going to be a, you know, a smooth selling. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, you kind of mentioned this earlier, just um, where things should be like on a credit card processing system or something, even if you're paying the fees, you know, it's better to mm-hmm. have that because you'll get that statement at the end um, that you can directly give to your accountant. But there's a lot of people out here that um, they are, you know, still just having people Venmo them or Zell mm-hmm. them or pay in cash. Can you talk about that? What are the um, harmful effects of doing that? Yeah. So um, my biggest no-no is cash app. I'm a big habit of like, we are not accepting any cash app um, transactions, but um, I know there are some customers that like to, you know, tip you in cash or Venmo and Zelle. Um, But it, 
it makes your life easier just having one sales platform. Because at the end of the year, like I said, when we look at your sales, if we say, okay, Shabby, how much did you make? Oh, let me pull up Square real quick. Square is going to tell me I made 500000 I know that's how much is in there. I know for sure all the money went into my bank account. You don't have to worry about, okay, but Square says 400000 I know Brandy gave me about 3000 in cash. I know some other people, Zell, some like it, it just gets very confusing and overwhelming. And it begin because you're not in a finance person, an accounting person, once you get past a certain point, it gets very overwhelming for you. And a lot of people just shut down, stop it, forget about it, push it under the rug. And that's usually what happens. So the easier and keeping things very simple and easy you know, to make your life easier, to make my life easier um, is helpful because again, finance isn't the best part of everybody's business. You guys don't enjoy that part. So that's why it's important to, you know, just keep things as organized as possible because trying to do all that and then still run your business, still, you know, handle your employees, still try to go out there and network. It's a lot. So we can simplify at least the finance part. It's going to make your job so much easier. Would somebody be kind of asking for an audit if they do stuff like that long term? But that, um, so I mean, because I still have clients, some of my beauty clients will still receive some like, um, payments in like Zelle or uh, Apple Pay. Um, but I always tell them to still go into like Vergaro Acuity and mark that as pay and then mark it how it was paid because now in your regardo system or your acuity system when you print it out at the end of the year it'll say yeah you made five hundred thousand and here's all this you know i made x amount of cash i made x amount apple pay venmo you know credit card um so that'll also you know make it easier but again you have to remember to go in there and mark it as pay as a separate um transaction as long as you're able to do that it's still you know it's still fine because again there are some customers that you know pay that way or want to tip you with apple pay or um, cash, but you have to make sure that you are for one marketing in your um, sales platform. But then you also have to make sure that cash makes it into the bank account because now you're asking for an audit. Because if your sales platform say you made five hundred thousand and your bank account only showed three hundred thousand, there's a disconnect, right? So you want to make sure if you're not really good with money, I would say I would cut out the cash payments. Um, if you're good with money, um, like I have some clients, we have a cash envelope. You just take that at the end of the week, deposit all that money to the bank, but that money has to make it to the bank, right? Because a lot of times when you get paid in cash and there's like, oh, there's a Chick-fil-A and then there's a Target and then there's a Starbucks. So that 150 done turned into about $4.32. And then at that point, you're like, I'm going to just put in my change in my car and then I'll, I'll try again next week. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's almost easy for things to just go awry, but... Um, yeah, that, that is awesome. You've given so much awesome information in this episode. If somebody is wanting to work with you, um, how can they reach you? Yeah. So they can reach me, um, through Instagram. So my Instagram is Fulton's with as accounting well, Fulton's accounting on um, my website is Fulton's accounting.com. Um, you can also send me an email at info at Fulton's accounting.com. Um, and we can be, set up a consultation just to see where you are. Hey, like I need an accountant on a monthly basis. And just based off of their, you know, business, I'd be like, Hey, maybe this is the route we should go. You, you know, you probably don't need me on a monthly basis. Um, you know, here's the, the services I can provide for you, but, um, I would say just set up that consultation uh, so we can meet and see what's um, best for your business and then seeing, you know, how we can grow. A lot of people are just that first initial conversation and step is the hardest because, again, a lot of people feel embarrassed or ashamed to just reach out and be like, 
hey, like I know I wasn't supposed to be doing this this year. I know my taxes are two years behind. Like you're probably going to hate me. And people say that all the time. And I'm like, listen, I have had people come to me, no lie, like seven years back though. So it's fine. Like, of course, we don't want you to be that business, but, um, you know, I'd rather you reach out sooner or later, but that's what usually people just do. It gets pushed under the rug and then like, all right, next year and then next year. And then next thing you know is, you know, years on top of years. So just reach out whenever you're ready. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm very comfortable. I mean, I'm very friendly. I love talking about finances and taxes. If you go to my Instagram, you see I try to make finances and taxes a little fun because this is not a very um, fun topic, but I try to make it as interesting as possible. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this with us. You've made it very digestible and um, almost just like, okay, I got this. Like we, we can yeah. all do this. We, we, we got it. Yeah, we, we all can do it. We all can do it again. It's just, it's just getting started. That's the hardest and most uncomfortable, un- uncomfortable part. But if you want to be a millionaire, if you want your business to grow and succeed, you have to shake that, that off because you can't, ride this wave of like running my business as a hobby um, and still doing things the incorrect way. Like, yeah, it's going to be very uncomfortable, but let's, let's get you to a place where you are able to really enjoy life and be the CEO and run your business properly. We got to get these things in order right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Mm-hmm.